From the Financial Times in London, I'm Joshua Chaffin, and this is FT News. Virginia Raji, a 37-year-old lawyer, has become the first female mayor of Rome after an election that delivered a resounding victory to the populist five-star movement and a blow to Italy's center-left prime minister, Matteo Renzi. On the line with me to discuss what this means for Rome and for the Renzi government is our correspondent, Rachel Sanderson. Hi, Rachel. Tell us something about Ms. Raji. Where did she come from? What were her campaign promises? And does she have a chance at fulfilling them? Hi, Josh. Um, Ms. Raji has emerged very much from the growth and increasing momentum of the Five Star Movement, the populist movement that was started by the controversial comedian Beppe Grillo. But she has very much been the new generation of the Five Star Movement to have a much more conservative and, to an extent, moderate face to the movement. In terms of the promises she has given, she's also a fresh face. As you said, she's 37 years old. She's a woman, the first time a woman has ever been elected as mayor in the Eternal City. And her campaign has been very much on the basis of cleaning up corruption in the city. Rome has been degraded, particularly over the last years, by a massive corruption scandal. During the previous mayor's tenure, Ignazio Merino, who came from the centre-left party, it emerged that many of the city's biggest public contracts, from rubbish collection to migrant centres, have been rigged by successive administrations from the left and the right to the benefit of criminal organisations. Ms. Raji's position has been that she is an outsider and that she is going to change all that. And we know that many politicians over the years have promised to do that, but does she bring anything new to the table? And should Romans be any more hopeful about her prospects? The main thing she brings to the table, and this has been widely discussed, is that she is an outsider. She is a Roman. She has made much of this and also an outsider in that she is a woman in a country that has been led by a male gerontocracy for decades since its post-war period. But against that, there is a very strong view that Rome is a very, very difficult city to manage and that she faces a very tough task in being able to clean it up. In fact, in her remarks that she made last night to supporters and revelers in the streets of Rome, the first thing she said is we're going to have to commit ourselves from now for the next five years because we know this is a very tough challenge. We know Rome. People close to Matteo Renzi, the 41-year-old reformist prime minister of Italy who has been dealt such a blow by the win of Rome by the Five Star Movement, do say that he has in some ways been quite pleased that the Five Star Movement are going to have to tackle the task of administrating Rome because it is going to be very tough for them to do and they could find bad news coming out of that very shortly. This is clearly a triumph for Ms. Raji, but how much is this election also a setback for Mr. Renzi and an expression of discontent with his party? It is a setback. You need to see it within the light of the fact that Mr. Renzi did say several weeks ago that he wasn't going to be focusing so much on these mayoral elections with an understanding that he was probably going to lose Rome and that the greater challenge for him is going to be a constitutional reform in October. However, Renzi won Milan and he won Bologna, but he lost a slew of cities following on from there, including Rome, Turin, Trieste and Naples. Particularly of interest is actually the fact that he lost Turin, where the vote went to another woman, a 31-year-old lawyer called Chiara Pendino. And the real shock of this was that in the first round of the vote, two weeks ago, 
the vote in Turin was actually won by the incumbent centre-left candidate. And during the runoff of which the votes were split only between two people, the centre-right voters clearly pulled behind the five-star movement in order to defeat the centre-left candidate. What commentators are seeing is that this is very much a sign of the level of protest vote against Mr Renzi. What we're seeing is that his reformist agenda and also, it must be said, his style of bombast, which can lead to a perception many people have of him being arrogant, is increasing tension about him and dislike of an environment where economic growth remains weak. Immigration is a very hot issue. And we've also got a slew of banking scandals bubbling along at the moment as well. Tell us more about the Renzi style, because I think his confidence was seen as an asset when he came into office and the sense that he could change things. But it sounds like from what you're picking up and maybe from these election results that he has begun to grate on the electorate. I think we have to see things from two perspectives. What foreign investors and capital markets liked and continue to like in many ways about Matteo Renzi, so the bombast the arrogance he himself a couple of weeks ago said, yes, maybe I am arrogant, but I need to get a job done, which was supported by international regulators and international bodies as a way of driving through very much needed reform in Italy, have on the other side really grated with a lot of the electorate in Italy who see him as a scrapper, as he deemed himself, who's come out of Florence, was the Florentine mayor with very little experience. If we go back to remembering that he ousted in a party coup the technocratic, almost bureaucratic figure in there, Enrico Leta, one week saying to him, Enrico, calm down, it's all going to be fine, and the next minute knifing him in order to take over the position of the party. That has rankled with members of Mr. Renzi's own party, the centre-left from the beginning, many of whom are already sharpening their knives and have been for weeks and see this as a great opportunity to get rid of him. It has meant that his style has grated with those of the centre-right under Silvio Berlusconi, and it has also, I think, grated generally in a country where people will very widely talk about there being a tall poppy syndrome, a dislike of people who speak out too much if they feel that they are not producing sufficient results. And of course, against the backdrop, the sufficient results are the fact that Italy is still seeing very weak economic growth. Mr. Renzi is facing a big challenge ahead with the October referendum on constitutional reforms. He's, I think, staked his career on it. What is the referendum about exactly? What the referendum is about is about making the lawmaking process in the Italian government faster but it would also strengthen the power of the winner in any election, which has meant that it's been highly controversial as well. What Mr. Renzi has done, and some people close to him think he now made a huge mistake doing this, is saying that if he fails to push through the constitutional reforms, then he will step down or even leave politics. The various parties arrayed against him now see this as a tremendous opportunity to push him aside. So all focus within the Renzi camp, but also within the entire political arena, is going to be focused now on that constitutional vote, which is expected to happen, although not yet confirmed, in the first week of October. And do you think, in light of these results, Mr. Renzi and his advisers will be changing their approach From what I understood from people in the Renzi camp this morning, they weren't planning on holding a press conference. They were going to hold a cabinet meeting, but he has not come out and made any public statement yet about what happened last night. My understanding is this is very much a moment when they are regrouping 
and thinking about where to go from here. So your reading of a situation, I think, is correct. But I think Matteo Renzi has proved to be a very savvy political operator, so he's certainly not going to go without a fight. Rachel, thank you very much. 